And we're back. You're listening to Lights, Camera, Cleveland. That is my favorite podcast. I know that it is. I know that it is. I'm Rob Alderman. With me is always the Hollywood Slinky. With him is always AMC Mike. Yes. <laughs> that was like the unnecessary pause. Yeah, right. sorry. That was like the I completely know. unnecessary. I like, was like confused. I'm like. Did I, did I make her angry already? Right. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't know what to say or do with I this one. I usually get 20 or 30 seconds in before I made her mad. Yeah, but that's usually because you're talking. Oh, I just did it. Yeah. Didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this time she just sort of looked like, no, no, I'm not going to talk. And I thought, well, this is getting awkward already. Sure. Ryan, pick a topic. Ready? Go. Back to the Future 2. The date that Marty McFly tr- transports through time to in the future yes. is October 22nd, yes, 2015. It is. Yes, it is. It is and rapidly approaching. Yes, it's getting close. So the, close. The future is here, my friends. Discuss. It's, well... In particular, tonight is an important night. Yeah. So exciting. So, yeah, we need to set the context for years to come. Here's the deal. The, the Cubs have the third best... Uh, the third best uh, record in baseball right now in the real world. That's right. And in Marty McFly's future world, uh, the Cubs have just won the World Series, which we know they've not done for over 100 years Right. at this point. And um, we have what's probably the best Cubs team that we've had so since... probably 95? Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's at least in the top three teams since I've been alive. Yeah. You know, that I can recall, it's, it's as good as like the... To like ninety five Cubs and like the eighty five Cubs or the eighty seven <laughs> Cubs, I guess eighty seven Cubs. Right. So like um, tonight they're playing the Pirates in a one game, uh, one game playoff round, a, a wild card round, and whoever wins goes to the playoffs. That's right. And you were just checking the score. It's the end of the fifth, four to nothing. Four Cubs. to nothing, Cubbies. Okay. Cubbies. So here's the funny thing Holy about this. God. That was good, actually. Yeah. When you know what's funny is now I can't just think of uh, I can't just think of Harry Carey. I have to think of Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell doing Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Yeah. Um, Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Would you eat it if it was made of cheese? <laughs> but um, anyway, <clears throat> so here's the funny thing that's going on all around the world right now is it's not just about. Um, Cubs fans rooting because Cubs fans always root, and right. if the Cubs get into the playoffs tonight, um, which they will, people, which they will, yeah, absolutely. When, when the Cubs get into the playoffs tonight, um, everybody goes crazy anyway, and you know this. We've this is where right. we're from now. We're all from Chicago, and so and, it is important to note because those of you not in Chicago may not quite realize this or realize this as strongly as we do. But for real, the Cubs don't have to win anything. For Cubs fans to be filled with the fervor, right, right, right. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Today, the uh, you know Harry Carey has a bar uh, right <coughs> from Wrigley Field where the Cubs play, and you know the it, the Back to the Future DeLorean has been parked out front, right, around you know roped off for for yeah. this whole week and stuff. So it's a big deal, and you know that's not the only thing that Back to the Future two predicted. Uh, they also, oh, Carrie, do you want to tell it? Well, no, you go ahead because I can't. I'm so excited. They have also predicted Pepsi Perfect. Right. And uh, Pepsi is on October 21st, one day before the, the, the day that Marty McFly arrives. Yeah. They are releasing Pepsi Perfect. Yeah, they are. In the Back to the Future 2 bottle. I'm so excited. Yeah, and this year, and right, they released Marty McFly's Nike shoes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the self-lacers. And this year, we finally got a hoverboard. That's right. That was, so, uh, the hoverboard was... Uh, Lexus finally Lexus. did. Well, several different people did one, but Lexus Tried, did but the Lexus one that, really like... Yeah, Lexus really did it. And so, and here's the thing, man. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw, Universal Studios has celebrated by releasing a trailer for Jaws 19. Uh, have, you seen, have you seen that? No. In this trailer, they actually do, uh, they do the, lo- they show the logo uh-huh. and give the tagline for all 18 other Jaws films. That's great. So, they're like, you know, in 1979 or whatever year it was, 
Steven Spielberg <laughs> made you afraid to go into the water with Jaws. <laughs> the next year, Jaws 2, The Revenge. Then Jaws was in 3D. With Jaws 4, The Revenge, that time it was personal. <laughs> and, then, like, and those are all the real ones. And then they get into these fake ones, and like Jaws 5 is like this real pretty script. And it says, in Jaws 5, Jaws met them, the shark of his dreams. No, you know, and no. it's like a romance. And they go through, and they go through all the 18 of these things until they get to Jaws 19. Uh, and Jaws 19's tagline was like, this time, it's really, really, really personal. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So if, you, if you've uh, not seen that, you ought to Google it. Google that. Well, I'll, I'll put it up on our Facebook after the show. Well, it'll end up on our Facebook page. So the deal is... Facebook.com slash Lights Camera Cleaver. Basically, you know, Cubs fans stand alone in believing every year that the Cubs will win. Because they will. And then... Every year. Every year... We say, you know, next year we'll win, which we know is also true. But this right. is our year. Yeah, you know. But this, this year, time, the whole world believes it's our year because Marty McFly saw it. Happen. That's right. That's right. So I think that's like up to this point, I didn't even know they still played baseball in October. <laughs> you know, I was like surprised. There's a, on a funny side note, a real quick funny side note. Uh, they are there is an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, do you remember back uh, four or five years ago? When the Cubs were in the playoffs and they were gonna win, and then oh. some guy, oh. some yeah. guy in the in the, the Bartman ball. That's right. This guy named Bartman. He leaned over and caught the ball that the Cubs outfielder was gonna catch for the out that would have won the game. Yeah. And then they went on to lose the rest of the way. Yeah, they got blown out that game, and then just got blown out the rest of the series. And I don't know if you know what happened to the to that ball, by the way. But as a funny side note, um, that ball ended up being. Uh, shredded into like almost microscopic powder and then was cooked in a vat of chili at uh harry carey's bar and served to cubs fans yep yeah well you know this indiegogo campaign was to get bartman back to the like to to get him to the game right uh because they've everything cubs fans have gone out of their way and and i want to point out one thing that's interesting is the cubs organization has gone out of its way, right, to right. right the wrongs. So, like, they've brought the goat back into the stadium. Which has happened, like, dozens of times. You know, they blew up the Bartman ball. Yeah. Like, they've done all these things. Well, oh, the funny, funniest thing was uh, um, the, the, the ball player who was uh, trying to catch the ball, right, Mm-hmm. Um, he, he donated the first 50 bucks on, on the Indiegogo. <laughs> it says 50 bucks by Moises Alou. I forgive you. <laughs> so but, but do you know, the you sad know, thing is, make it? uh, what's that? Did they get him there? Uh, no, he turned it down. His actually, his legal team said, what you need to understand is that every single time he's talked about that he gets crazy death threats. Yeah. And they were worried that, like, there was just no way to provide the security. And he's just, like, a guy who's, like, in banking or taxes or something like that. And he's, like, he's, like, a lifelong Cubs fan. And he did what anybody would have done. The ball's coming to you. You're not thinking. You know, it's not like he was, like, leaned crazy way over the fence or anything. But it was just enough. It was. It was just enough. And so... You know, his life has been altered by this, like not in the positive. Right. And so he turned it. He turned it down. You know. Um, but we're gonna overcome. But that got me thinking about um, other movies in which the future has been predicted. Right. Because when the Cubs win the World Series this year, it's gonna make Back to the Future two something else. Yeah. No. You know. I mean, good grief to predict. Pepsi Perfect, the shoes, the the um, hoverboards, all these things. Uh, once it properly predicts the Cubs winning this year, um, there's nothing. There's nothing left, right? That movie will be pretty put, much yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah, it's the truth. So, what are some other things that were the truth? You know, like we we've talked a little bit about other movies that predicted the future. Well, 
So AMC Mike, can you take us to the future? Wow. Um, I mean, basically anything in... Take us back to the future. Yeah, hey, we're going to go back in time. Back in... Back in time. Oh, dear. Okay, um... Basically, any Star Trek movie has predicted stuff. I mean, uh... Cell phones, uh, medical tablets, anything, anything Star Trek, especially in the medical field. Yeah. Has, the know, handheld scanner actually yeah. now exists. Yeah, you know, um, I've been talking to a company out of Atlanta um, called Sensiotech. And Sensiotech. Yeah, and Sensiotech is basically the Star Trek scanner. That, like, you. Wee, 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 wee. Oh, I'm sorry, you have a broken bone. I'm yeah. sorry. What sound does that make? Wee wee wee. That's my that's my That's my start. Is that an inside joke I didn't get? Uh there is a film <laughs> there's a film by uh one of the one of the Odekirk brothers, I can't remember which one it is, uh called uh Kung Fury. Kung, Kung Pow. Kung Pow? Enter the fist. Kung Fu Fury. Because Kung Fury, Kung Fury are the guys that did the Kickstarter to do that crazy, that crazy indie film. It's also going to be awesome. It's called Kung Pao Enter the Fist, and it's actually based. They took. He he bought the rights to two different uh, '70s kung fu movies, right? And then sliced them together. Wrote a wrote a, uh, a a new story. Using pieces of those two films, right? And then used a computer to digitally remove the lead actor and replace him with himself. Okay. And then dubbed over the entire film, including his own lines. It is brilliant. And and the girl's name is Weehu. Okay. Is that actually her name or yeah. is that the noise she makes? And that's the noise she makes. <laughs> like she... I mean, like that, like she'll, like just in the middle of a sentence, she'll just, she'll just go, wee, wee, wee. it's so bizarre yeah. and very funny. Sorry. Well, I, I you didn't have to check it out. It's hilarious. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to, ch- I've seen the movie, but I don't remember that part. So I, I've only seen it once. I'm not a diehard uh, fan. Now this just came in through Twitter. Mm-hmm. I want you to know what just came in over Twitter. Um, word out of Vegas is that a guy named Biff Tannen Placed a very large wager for some reason on the Cubs game. Yes. So I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Biff, Biff is showing up. So what are some other things? What are some other things? The future. Well, okay. I I'm gonna admit I googled this because <clears throat> I've never seen this movie before because it was made in 1929. Apparently there was a movie called Woman in the Moon. And this is the okay. first. The this is uh, the first time where uh, it was revealed, it was predicted that woman would exist. <laughs> okay. Who knew? Listen, that makes sense to me. No, um, that makes perfect sense they, to me. But they, it was, they did a, a rocket launch. And it, it was like eerily what a rocket launch of people going to the moon. Oh, but it was like way before they'd ever really done right. it. 29. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, that's pretty cool. So that's kind of neat. Um, in... In 2001, A Space Odyssey, uh, they uh, predicted uh, tablet computers. Right. And everybody thought that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought that was crazy talk. Well, I remember seeing 2001 and thinking it was crazy as yeah. a kid. I mean, like, that's insane. Now, this is the big one, though. Like, let's talk about the Minority Report. Oh, yeah, that just... that Because just... this has just been happening. Um, what do you, And what do you guys think about that? Like, it's super controversial right now. But everybody is pointing to Minority Report. Um, well, first of all, Minority Report was the first film to to do to show gesture based user interfaces. You know, swiping. Yes, sliding, which we do all the zooming, time. Those things, yeah. We do that all the time now. Yeah. Um, but what is the like? What's your thoughts? I guess about um, about this whole thing with the uh, we can predict if you're going to commit a crime. You know, so much has changed, like, in our world. Like, you know, you can take that uh, that DNA test now, and it can, like, creepily predict, like, are you going to get cancer one day? Are you going to, like, 
Like, it just, it knows, right? Like, your DNA knows things that have not yet even developed. And what they're saying with this, you know, they're calling it the Minority Report uh, app or the Minority Report algorithm or whatever, mm-hmm. is that, like, now they're finding a way to, like, creepily predict if somebody's going to commit a crime, which is the whole point of Minority Report, right? Right. I mean, that's the entire plot is we arrested you before you committed the crime. So now the crime doesn't have to ever happen. And we know you are going to do it, right? So, like, what do you guys think? I mean, what, just what do you think about the fact that, like, that's starting to happen? Uh, I think it's creepy. Well, yes. I mean, Ryan's like, there go all those crimes I was going to commit. Yeah. It's true. Ryan's like, I was going to do, I was going to do that. So, Sneaky, but... where do you want to be buried? What is that? Is that what? What's that? Well, if you ever, if you follow me on Facebook, uh, <laughs> I do. I don't know where I put my phone. If you read, I'm super comfortable if now. You read the things I posted on Facebook. Uh, my my close friends know. Uh, that last <laughs> night, out of nowhere. Oh and right, 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 I'm right, right. And see, Mike just looks at me and goes, "Where do you want to be buried when you die?" And then just starts laughing hysterically for like ten minutes and okay. couldn't stop. <laughs> Hold on a minute. It's like that time we all sat here to watch young Frankenstein (laughs) and she laughed. Right. Where we watched her and Todd Wood laugh the whole... Hey, Todd. Movie Todd, I'm calling you out. I once once sat in a room and watched you and AMC Mike laugh. Go ahead. Why were you laughing at... Why were you laughing at the Slinky? Okay, well, first of all, it wasn't out of nowhere. An insurance commercial had just come on and it was for life insurance (laughs) where they were like, you know... You know, will your loved ones be able to, you know, take gotcha. care of the blood? You know, so it wasn't completely out of normal, out of nowhere. But the reason I was laughing is because he had this most, the most terrified look on his face. Like, he okay. actually <laughs> thought I was going to do something to, like... He thought, I've finally her. done it. Like, I've finally, I've finally yeah, done I've it. Somehow I finally crossed the line. <laughs> uh, she was just predicting your future, Slink. Yeah. It's true. Well... You know, I... I, I'm not. I, I think the whole uh, predicting uh, crimes, like or you know, like you know, it would be great if we can stop people from doing crimes. But I don't know about being punished, like punishing people for a crime <laughs> that they didn't. For do. a crime they didn't do, right? Yeah, like that's very weird. And then suddenly it gets into the idea of free will, right. and it, you know, it's just very complicated, heavy stuff. If but let me ask I, you this. If we could predict somebody was going to shoot up a school, right? That's horrible, but that's like happening every other week now. Yeah. If we could predict somebody was going to shoot up a school, and our choice was let somebody shoot up a school or arrest the person well, no, who's going to shoot up a school. That's not I'm asking this question as a hypothetical. Right, but the hypothetical would be to put more guards around the school and stop them when they tried to do that. But but this per what if this person is gonna like just find a way Magically like they're gonna find fi- a way well no maybe they're they're just like one of those dudes that's like gonna take their time and figure out a way to kill the guards or like you know whatever like one of these horrible people you know I'm just saying like I think the answer is you <clears throat> you don't arrest them you in some other way detain detain them and they they go to like you know. Therapy uh, or something. Some sort of asylum type situation where they're like truly assessed and and where every know, once in a while help if they need help or sure. are just you know put away if they can't be helped if that's their deal right. But I don't think they go to prison. Sure, I mean I'm just asking. Like I, I know when I ask, I'm not a, I'm not acting like it's an easy answer, yeah. right? Like I'm not acting like I knew the answer. You know, I I just meant like if your choices were. Right, this person's going to do something horrible, or I can stop them before. I, like, I guess I'm just thinking a la my, Minority Report, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this person's going to commit a crime. Um, I can stop them and arrest them now, right? And the kids live, right? Well, you I, know, I, but I, the person hasn't committed the crime, which is right. that's the whole point which of Minority why, Report. Which is why I said they don't go to jail. You send them for help, right? To be honest, if you're shooting up a school. You're broken. Right. Yeah, so no, absolutely. Absolutely. So what we do is we take them and 
look at the broken, as opposed to locking them in jail. No, hey, dude, I'm for it. So I'm for it. That's good. Yes, being a minority report, have you seen? You know that it was just adapted to a television show. <laughs> have you been watching it? Have you seen it? I don't have TV. I wait for everything to come to the Netflix. It's weirdly good. Yeah. Yeah, the movie's really what, good. Well, what's really neat about the TV show is that they're very subtle about the futuristic parts. Like when they it. when they've worked technology in, they've worked it in in really smart ways. You know, a lot of times you watch future movies, and it just feels like extraneous. Like, okay, they're just showing off that they could do CGI in this scene. You know, like they make it look like it's futuristic because they want it to look futuristic, whereas. There's nothing like ergonomic about right. about the future, and this <clears> one <throat> like everything that. about this show feels like in five years it's how it's going to be. Yeah, like somebody really thought about the practical uses. Like at, of, at one point, there's a couple just like walking by, not part of the story, who's pushing a stroller with a baby in it, and there's like holograms in front of the baby, and the baby is using touch gestures. To like identify, to, like to do ABCs. To, it touches gotcha, the, the gotcha. baby touches the hologram. It's of like the, cow. the little stuff that we're actually going to right. experience. The baby right. touches the hologram of the cow, and it says the cow goes. <laughs> you know, right? Like, that's how it would be if those. Yeah, that feels different. reasonable. Right. Yeah. And that's how all of the all of the use of tech has been on the show. It's been really interesting. Like it's almost more interesting to watch it for that because it's in the yeah. background. Yeah. So. But it's clever. So, what else? Do you have any others? Um, yeah, I had one more. Oh, uh, Total Recall has driverless cars. Right. Right, which we have now. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. You know... Yeah. And that's <clears> 1990. <throat> yep. One of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is that 99... Uh, it's Camera Cleveland? No, 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 no. Are we no. anyone's favorite podcast? No. What was, the, what was the podcast we used to make fun of? The, the one that ripped us off. Remember? Meat and man hands? Yeah. Something something in man man hands. hands Meathead or Meatball. Meatball. Meathead. Okay, yeah, I'm glad we're And they did they were like, hey, we're back. And we were like, Wait, you guys stole from us. Meaty palm and as as if we had uh as if we had trademarked (laughs) and we're back. So here's something funny. Do you guys wanna take now that we've done some accurate predictions, do you wanna take a quick stroll down? Down memory lane and see some movies that got it horribly wrong. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, anybody remember uh, Demolition Man? Are we wiping our butts with those three seashells? Three shells. Oh, wow. <laughs> three shells. Right, right. Yeah, no, we don't. Uh, all right, you about, guys might not. How about this one? The, <laughs> the extreme... Gary lives in the future. The extreme future of 1997, when New York City is a maximum security prison... Escape from New York. Yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> uh, Mad Max, when Australia is yes. ran by, by biker gangs. Um, what about, uh, oh, um, it, speaking of Demolition Man, that one takes place in 2032, where they say that there hasn't been a homicide in 22 years, which means in, since 2010, there's not been any homicides in L.A. Good. That would be and- nice. That would be nice, though. Yeah, it's a yeah. shame they got that one wrong. Yeah. All right, so here's what I don't even I don't even have to to explain. 1984. Right. Right. 2001. Right. 2010. Right. <laughs> Death Race 2000. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what about um, uh, Rollerball, remember Rollerball? I loved that, Rollerball. That's the it's where they they play the deadly <coughs> deadly game on rollerblades, you know, oh. in the in the deathly future of two thousand five. So, anyway, so there you go. Some some crazy crazy moments that uh, were not thankfully so, not so accurate, my friends. No, no, they weren't. <laughs> but they're good. We're good there. We're good. Well, do you want to play our theme song, and then we'll do a couple segments? I mean, we've been doing this. We've been talking now for 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, we're, I mean. I feel a little guilty. You're listening to Lights, Camera, Cleveland. Bum, bum, bum.
we're back. Well, I mean, since we've been going like 30 minutes already, what do we want to do? Where do we want to go from here? Why don't we discuss uh, large amounts of dollars? Hit me. Hit me with some box office numbers. All right. Number five this week at the box office was The Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. Uh, bringing in $7.8 million. It's three-week total, $63.4 million. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, Enough to make did you first. see this thing where they're in trouble for stealing the loot? Hmm? All right, so here's the thing. Apparently, you know, being the type of teen movie it is, it has, like, teen actors. Right. And there's, like, a lot of teens around, or young adults, right, because they're older than teens. But, um, so apparently, like, they were filming... In like exotic locations, and they stole like they they like took artifacts. Like the actors, like that, yeah, like the actors and the crew were like, "Oh, hey, like look how cool these things are in this cave." And they like right. and they like took things like a teenager would. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, I just didn't know if you guys had heard about it. No, it's I just now starting to break. Like I think I saw the first bit of news on it this morning, so it's not like right. a bit. And maybe it's not going to be a huge story, but I, I did see it, so I, I just didn't know if you'd heard of it. Weird. So, like by artifacts, what do they mean? I don't know. Weird. Well, I know like there are certain like if you if you go to uh, Transylvania, you can't take dirt out. Right. You know, because like, vampires will can go with. Well, them. I actually. Know that because I had someone who went to Transylvania and I was like, bring me dirt back because I thought it was, you know, because of vampires. Right. And they were like, no, no, like they check you for dirt. Right. So, I mean, it could be something simple like that, like they took sand or something and mm-hmm. they weren't supposed to. Artifacts is a big word. Like that makes it sound like they smuggled a mummy out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. This isn't a mummy. This is our cast. Right. All right. So Dylan O'Brien, the, the star of Teen Wolf and the the Maze Runner series, right. uh, he was on live with Kelly and Michael and made a joke about Native American burial curses and uh, how he and other cast members looted Pueblo artifacts while filming scenes for the movie in New Mexico. Um, and uh, uh, he said that they gave us this big speech when we got there to shoot. They said, don't take anything, respect the grounds. They were very strict about littering and don't take any artifacts like rocks, skulls, or anything like that. And everyone just takes stuff, you know, obviously. Uh, O'Brien went on to joke about how some of those who took items became ill. Becoming ill might have uh, happened because of the curse. Um, And so uh, there is now a petition with almost 24,000 signatures demanding an apology and the return of any goods that were stolen. There? there you so, go. There you go. But it's not what is not clear is if, if they, they actually, actually took anything, or if it was just a joke, or if it was just dirt, or if it, so. well, or if it was just a poor joke that he shouldn't have made. Right. Right. Well, there you go. Thanks for looking it up because, I, like I said, I had just heard about it this morning. Hey, you know me. I'm happy to uh, to come through, you know, with whatever I can. Like for example, the Cub Store score top of the seventh, four nothing Cubs. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah, they were just uh, they were just in a jam a yeah. second ago, and it looked like the Pirates were going to score, but they got out of it. Now it's the seventh. Number four, the intern bringing in eleven point seven million dollars for its two week total of thirty six point six million. That's a good run for a movie like that. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, you know, it's not. It's got. Let's be honest. You know, it's got a big star who is past his prime enough that like. His movies don't have the weight they used well, to. Well, <coughs> only so many times our parents can go see him. That, that's what I was going to say. It's because um, there's no double seeing. You know, nobody goes and sees, sees it and then says, now let's go right back. Right. So that's what makes it interesting. Like, there will be a lot of people that see the Scorch Trials twice because that's what they do. Yeah. It's also weird, you know, at some point, um, I, I think it's strange that... Uh, I think it's strange that we've not seen him doing any sort of uh, um, dramas. He's not oh, I just don't know? think he wants to, man. He's got that Oscar. I know, but it's I mean, but it's De Niro. It should be heavy. Like he's got those Oscars, right? Yeah, but you know what? If he doesn't want to, 
Are you going to tell De Niro he can't? Well, I just think... I'd be like, dude, De Niro, you need to go make a, make a drama again. And he'd be like, are you talking to me? Hey. Are you talking to me? Sicario, bringing in $12.1 million. It's three-week total, $15.2 million. Uh, it, this, is, this movie actually is, is up a great deal because it, it just increased its limited release to like $2,500. Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't even preview review that movie. Which one is that? Sicario. Yeah, which one is that again? Uh, that's the one oh, with... Oh, yeah! Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Well, that explains it. No, well... It's, it's the one with Benicio Del Toro, Emily Blunt, and Josh Brolin. Um, and, uh, you know, they're doing stuff. She's like a cop. and it, Like, she always looks like she's surprised. It drives me insane. <laughs> Emily Blunt? Yeah, like, no matter what, she just... Her eyes are always really wet. And, and she seems like a very... I've seen her on talk shows and stuff. She personally seems very nice, but, like, when she acts, she always looks slightly like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, her character, not her. Her characters always look slightly like like she just got shoved into a room. Right. Well, I know that my face looks surprised. Surprised that Benicio Del Toro could still get an acting gig. I know, it's terribly surprising. Well, this, that movie was, a, she's an FBI agent, remember? It's about the war on drugs in Mexico. Yeah, and, like, she should And he be must be a drug guy. Or something. Or a drug stopper guy. He's a drug stopper. Guy. Or whatever Benicio is. Number two, Hotel Transylvania 2, bringing in $33.2 million. It's two-week total, $90.7 million. Yep. Can Go. You, you get on with your bad self, Sandler. That's right. It's crazy. Uh, but you know what? The first one wasn't bad. Yeah. So. And uh, number one, no surprise here, The Martian, bringing in $54.3 million. Uh, People is, loving it. Yeah. It's what we call <laughs> grossing the shit out of that box office. Right. <laughs> Have you guys seen the meme that's going around where it just says, how much money are we going to spend saving him? And it shows all the different movies that Matt Damon right. yeah, no, has, I saw been that. It's has been in like, where we have to like go send people out to save him. Yeah, no, I saw that. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was awesome. That's a great meme. Yeah. So there you go. That uh, that's what we've got there. Thus, can, thus concludes our uh, box office numbers. But Slinky, do we have any news uh, of the large variety? We have a few pieces. Do we have of some news. big news? Let's move on. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm just saying this out loud. Since we took like thirty minutes <laughs> in our first you're part, like, whatever. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I'm not like, hey, let's wrap it up. I'm just thinking of our listeners, right? I'm just thinking of those people who trust us. The peoples. So, so <laughs> that's all, right. All Listen, you. you like your podcast? We're going to let you keep it. So, Hi, anyway. everybody. It's time for the next segment. But if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> I would. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, so let's listen to some big news. All right. License to kill it. Daniel Craig was asked if he's going to play James Bond again, and he said, quote, I'd rather break this glass and slash my wrists. Nope, not at the moment, not at all. It's fine. I'm over it at the moment. We're done. All I want to do is move on. It's, Ouch. Ouch. It's sad that, like, he hates it so. It's a great Bond. Yeah, yeah. But it's a tough gig. He's not young. Right. It's a lot of physical action. You know, and, I guess uh, the big thing is right that they have like these long sprawling uh, film schedules and like you can't do anything else when you're a Bond, right? Exactly. So like you don't get to you don't get to like have a life. But most people think he's in it for one more. Most most people think that uh, you know this is a, a trilogy, right? You know, Scott or uh, Spectre is the um, Spectre is the second of three that started with Skyfall. And uh, so they're saying that, you know, Sam Mendes is going to come back and direct whatever comes after Spectre and that, that it will probably be Daniel Craig's final. Well, I hope so because I think he's been a great Bond. Yeah, I will yeah. say this. If the rumors about them looking at Idris Elba are true, um, then I can't wait for Craig to be done. <laughs> and, I mean, that's me saying, and that's somebody who likes Daniel Craig. Right. Like, I like him, definitely like him as Bond, but, like, 
I can't think of anybody who would be much better than Idris Elba, you know, in every way. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I think they need to offer it to Benedict Cumberbatch because he's not uh, done. That's that one thing he hasn't done yet? Yeah. We need him in every fandom. That's right. Well, you know, we've got him now. It's Doctor Strange coming, so, you know, he's in Marvel. So now we just, now we need him to make his way over there. If he, if he plays yeah, a Bond. he'd be a villain. He would be a villain. He'd be a great villain. Yeah, he'd be a great um, villain. But I don't hate I don't hate Cumberbatch the way you do. I know you don't like him, but I, just, I like oh, I really like him. I find him to be the same in every movie. I don't think you hate him. I think you hate his fans. Well, I certainly hate his fans, but I'm I'm kind of the Chris him. Nolan effect is happening. Oh, totally. The and Chris Nolan effect. There you go. Um, we want more Annis. <laughs> so uh, Paul Feig made an actual effort to convince Rick Moranis to do a cameo in the new Girl Ghostbusters movie. You know, he got all of the others who are still alive. Right. And he begged Rick Moranis to do it. And Rick Moranis, who, of course, you know, he... Um, is like the most awesome human on right. the face of well, the planet. In, yeah. yeah, in 1997, after Honey, I Sh- Honey We Shrunk Ourselves, uh, his wife had, like, was either about to or had just passed away from cancer. Right. So, he retired from acting to raise his two kids. And uh, um, so he hasn't acted in 18 years. Right. And so Paul Feig re- really tried to get him to, to come do a cameo. And he said, here's his quote, I wish them well, I hope it's terrific, but it just makes no sense to me. Why would I, do, why would I spend one whole day shooting something I already did 30 years ago? However, I am interested in anything that I would find interesting. I still get the occasional query about a film or television role, and as soon as one comes along that piques my interest, I'll probably do it. Because his kids are so much older now. And yeah. so, like, here's this excitement. This like, he basically what he said was, "I'm about to give you the most horrific, awful news, and immediately follow it with the most wonderful, great news." Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of it, what it says to me is that's code word for. No, give me a real part in the movie. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, that, if you want, if not, listen, dude has told you he would do it if it piqued his interest. Yeah. Write him an interesting, so, write, so write. Take that script back. That's right. Write him something and get him I, in that I, I absolutely agree with that. Do yeah. over. Do over. We got any more? We got any more news? Um, let's see. Bad Boys 3 is coming. Does yeah. it star Will Smith and Martin Lawrence? Well, of course it does. Will Smith then I'll go does. see it. <laughs> yeah. And I hate Will Smith. Remember, yeah. like I've I've decided I don't even like the dude. Yeah, but it was given a February seventeenth, twenty seventeen release date. All right, so I got a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danny Boyle has said that he is open to directing twenty eight months later. Oh my. That would be huh. pretty pretty great. Ah, they're so exhaustingly good. Yeah. They're so good, but I hate them. <laughs> I do. I You guys, I do. They scare me, and they make me sad. I'll never get over, like... Seriously, I will probably never feel as sad during a movie as when, like, the guy who was, like, such a good father and protector of his kids is walking by and that crow is eating the zombie eyeball... And the blood drops down and gets in his eye. And he knows, like, he's going to turn into a zombie. It's like the saddest thing. Like, no, just make them scary, Danny Boyle. Don't make me care about the characters. <laughs> you know, don't don't make me care about people that are going to get eaten by zombies. Yeah. Right? Of course, that's why they're great. That's why they're great. Oh, yeah. That's why most zombie movies are just zombie movies. That's right. And, like, these are so great, so. Um, I... Uh... I can't believe he's still making movies. Uh, Woody Allen his announced that his 47th film, which will begin shooting in August, uh, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Blake Lively, Parker, Parker Poser, Parker, yeah, Parker Posey, Kristen Stewart. Of, of course Corey a Woody. Stoll, of course a Woody Allen movie stars Jesse Eisenberg and Parker Posey. Steve Carell. Good really? grief. Anyway. But what's a note here is that uh, for his 47th film, for the first time, he's going to shoot digital, which is kind of a, you know. 
Yeah, but a big deal. On digital or film, either way, it's I'm an awkward boy who likes a girl. Yeah, you know, I, she's I, cooler than me. Goody. All right, I'm gonna be controversial for a second. Okay, uh-huh. so I'm just everybody, you know, buckle up. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Know. I wish everybody could see AMC Mike's serious face. My husband just said, "Buckle up." This I never ends well. I don't know how it is. That he ever recovered from the fact that he was doing his daughter. Yep. There. I don't either, dude. Like, how did that even... I mean... I don't know. Uh, I'm an awkward boy! Sorry. But I had to throw that little Woody Allen in there. Yeah. This whole thing is crazy. Somebody's letting me shoot a movie. Gooey! <laughs> He's like a Simpsons character. Sometimes I uh. think... Like the the upper elite crust, uh-huh. like they just want to have like like they go no we have to have four like movie makers that are brilliant no matter what they make, and they just label someone and decide it, and like now they can't back out because they've already labeled Woody Allen and right. they can't back out. It's like Woody Allen and Terrence Malick. Malick. Yeah, they will be making films. And the like other that. dude that's like always oh, on the run. Who's the other dude who had sex with a minor? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. He's in uh, He's in Europe. He was the guy. Yeah. He was Sharon Tate's boyfriend when she was murdered by the Mansons. Uh, oh. Sorry. Yeah, like, didn't he win some award, and but he couldn't come get it? Or... Yeah, and everybody's like, you should forgive him now. Yeah, no, like, actually, no. let's not forgive the child rapist. I mean, call us crazy on the lights, Camera Cleveland. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will say, in, in defense of, of this filmmaker, whose name, for some reason, is right on... Roman Polanski. That's it. Uh, is that even the girl that he's... Statu- and it was just statutory. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't real rape. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> she, was, she was just on all sorts of drugs. Uh, anyway, the, the, what I was, the, point I was, the serious point I was going to make is even, even the girl involved in that scandal... Was has has said? Can we please just like let him back into America and be over it? Because she's, I mean, she's like, right? But that's different. It's different, right? Because she wants it to be over because she dealt with something horrific, right? Right? And and I get that. But what ought to actually happen is he like it ought to be dealt with by him being punished for statutory rape. Right, right. I, I I agree with her that it needs to be over. I disagree that like in some way we haven't figured out a way to like, like I mean, everyone knows this happened. You know what I mean? There's no like like the only thing going on right now is like Carrie said. There's an entire upper crust of people across the ocean right now that are saying like, but he's such an artist. It'd be a shame if he was in prison. Yeah, being an artist doesn't give you the right to be an asshole. Oh, snap! AMC and I'm an Mike. artist! So, you do have hey, pink hair. You, kind of... hey. you do have pink hair, Fish Mooney. <laughs> you do. It's the truth. We got any more news? Uh, you know... Are we, good? Are we good on news? Do we have more news? We may rapidly be coming to, uh... Uh, to the end. Of the news or of, of the podcast? The, the end of the news. Well, the end of the news is the beginning of the next segment. Really? Yeah, I told you. Oh, you know what? Here, wait. There is one more piece. Actually, okay. this is good. This is, well, I say this is good news, not in like, good news, everybody. I mean, like, this is like. I'm an awkward boy. Right. This is like. I'm going to always have that Woody Allen impression now. I'm going to use that in everything. So, you know, they're making a, a movie, The Flash, in the, the DC movie universe. All right. right, which baffles me because the Flash television show is so amazing that you know they're not going to be able to top it. Right, uh, but they are making the Flash, and it's starring Ezra Miller, which is a bizarre casting decision, but whatever. Um, and uh, they are in negotiations to hire uh, Seth Graham Smith to okay. rewrite the script to do to do a. Um, 
a rewrite. They're not having him write it from scratch. They're okay, doing okay. Um, Seth Graham Smith is the guy who wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Right. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, uh, Dark Shadows. Um, but they are also, he also, it looks like, is going to direct it. And it will be his first, first time directing. Uh, interesting that a big budget special effects film is going to be handed to a freshman director. Yeah, that is, it. it, it is. It's a lot of trust. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of dollars. So you know, I really like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I know it's not for everybody, but I enjoy it. It was for can, me. If you can get past the title, you're in. It was for me. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did too. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. I liked it. I was an awkward vampire hunter. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, Fish Mooney. I'm excited. I think he's going to do awesome for The Flash. I think I think from the movies that he... I, I actually agree. I think that what's interesting about it is The Flash has that little bit of element of camp, which is what makes right. it cool. A little bit? There's a lot of camp. And, um, and I think he does it well. Yes. He knows he knows how to play with the material, so it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be very interesting to see that put in the DC universe with the other DC movies that are out right that now. That are so serious. I know, and it'll be it's Why are they nice. so serious? I'm an awkward Batman. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to stop. Goodness gracious. Well, holy cow, everybody. It's the end of the fucking... <laughs> Chicago 4, Pittsburgh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we're doing, I'm glad you're keeping us up to speed with yeah. the score as this goes along. Yeah. We're getting closer, Marty McFly. Bloodline! Bloodline, everybody. <laughs> Stroh's. <laughs> yeah, he was a Bud Light man. He was. He was you know, uh. You know, my favorite part about him growing up. Was that he would call the plays and get all of the players' names wrong? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you can even tell if he was actually when talking we, about the game that was happening. When we would go to the Cubs, uh, the the Cubs games, you know, I went with my church, and the block of tickets that my church had were for people that would go out and tell people about church. Right. So you go out and you tell people about church, and then the next week you go to Cubs game. So that's how I became a Cubs fan. Yeah. Um, uh, and. Uh, the block of tickets that we had were underneath and slightly behind the press box. So he would spit on you. Whenever well, no, what I was going to tell you is you would not even believe the cases of beer that went in there. You you could have, like, there's no way that that dude had an actual liver. Right. You know, like, he might have had a robot in there or something, but he did not have a liver. Like, it could not have survived. He just always cracked me up when the way he would you would watch the game and by the by by the end of the game he was you know so drunk like you had yeah. no he had no idea who was playing yeah. he was like he was like always he would be th- say things like there goes Mark Sandberg out to talk to Ryan McGuire that's you know? true <laughs> that's true dude he did all sorts of crazy stuff I think I think they're gonna play now they're gonna play a game yeah he was the best yeah. He's 100 percent the best. Here's what, the pitch. What do we want to do? What do we want to do now? Well, what's our time like? Oh, dude, we've been at this a while. We'll yeah. Look here. Well, mm-hmm. we're ready to do the preview review. Yeah, we can. Okay. We're like right at an hour. This is either the best or the worst podcast we've ever done. Before. No, that's every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an awkward podcast. What time is it? It's time for the preview review. Hi, everybody. This is the part where we talk about the movies. <laughs> I like it, dude. I think we got to have him as a recurring character, too. Yeah? You like your preview review? You could keep it. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is just that I keep pretending to do things. Right. Voices. Uh, this is the part of the, part of the show where we have scoured the internet to watch all of the previews, all of the commercials... Read all of the reviews, read all of the articles, and learn as much as we can about everything that's opening at the theaters this Friday so that we can tell you whether or not you should go see it. Yes. Even though we have not seen it. Correct. Because we are professionals. Yes. And uh, there you go. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, opening this week, first up, uh, 
Well, the walk gets its nationwide expansion, but we talked about that last week. Right. Uh, but uh, the Steve Jobs film is opening. Uh, this is set backstage at three iconic product launches ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac. And it's about Steve Jobs taking us behind the scenes of the digital revolution to show us the portrait of the man at its epicenter. Uh, this one, interestingly enough, is directed by Danny Boyle, which yeah. is strange to me. Uh, stars Michael Winslet and Kate Fassbender. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen's in it, as, as is Jeff Daniels. Michael Fassbender, of course, is playing Steve Jobs. Uh, Rob, what do you think? You know, this is one of those movies that I think is going to be good, but I don't care that much about. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think Fassbender's a good actor. Obviously, I think uh, Danny Boyle's a great director. We all know that I am Fat Seth Rogen, so I have to like that. Uh, you know, the truth is, every time I see a trailer about the film, it looks great. And um, not because I'm an Apple fanboy, which I am. You know, I've got an iPhone. We're recording this podcast on my MacBook Air. Like, I don't even remember the last time I, I had a computer that wasn't a Mac. But that doesn't translate into I need to go see these movies. But when I see the trailer, I like it. Um, so I'm going to give it a great, but I'm giving it a great saying, this looks like a great movie, not necessarily I'm going to run out and go see it because uh, what I have noticed is like after I watch the trailer, I forget. Like, I forget the movie's coming out. And I only saw the Walk uh, trailer once, which is when we all watched it here together before we did the podcast. And I just can't quit thinking that it's in theaters. Right. You know, Does that make sense? So, same way with The Martian. I haven't seen The Martian trailer that many times either. But I'm just like, man, The Martian's out. So, for some reason, it, it feels forgettable to me, even though I think it's probably going to be really good. What do you think, AMC Mike? Um, I agree mo with most of what you said. You know, it looks very intense. Like, you know, every shot, I, I feel right. like the tension in my body when I watch it. Right. Um, and, you know, and I also, you know, I've got Mac products, you know. But I also kind of feel like it's a commercial a little bit. Like, I feel like this is, they were like, all the fanboys are going to go watch this movie because they all love our products and Steve Jobs and, and there's so much controversy. And I, part of me wants to be like, it was a dude who made some computers, made some mistakes, made friends, lost friends, did what, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like it's, I'm sure it was very intense for him. But, like, I don't necessarily know that it's going to be this giant drama-filled thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what? I'm I'm hating it, but just barely. Like, I think if you're a fanboy, you'll go and you'll like it. But it's just not really for me. It's weird. It feels like everybody feels like they have to remind us that he was an a-hole. <laughs> right? But, like, yeah. we already know. Like, we already get it. Yeah. Like, we get it. He wasn't that likable. He completely disenfranchised his kids. He yeah. like like okay he he wasn't nice we know a lot of those people in real life but like yeah. for some reason like they they feel them. like they have to keep telling us this right yeah what about you Slink uh, I you know what I kind of feel like the exact same way the two of you do like combined I'm kind of like hey Michael Fassbender I like him oh directed by Danny Boyle I like that ooh Steve Jobs that appeals to me personally um, yeah who cares yeah. So I'm gonna I'm actually gonna I'm gonna hit it because I just don't feel compelled to to need to see it. It doesn't feel like must see right film. What's next? Uh, next up, Big Stone Gap. Uh, this is uh, in a small town nestled in the Appalachian Mountains of Virginia. Self-proclaimed spinster Ave Maria Mulligan finds her life shaken up and forever changed after learning a long buried family secret. This one stars. Ashley Judd, Patrick Wilson, and Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Uh, AMC Mike, what do you think? You know, I I know I've watched the trailer for this, and I know I've read a couple articles, but the only thing I can remember is Whoopi Goldberg's hair. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true, it though. Huge it in is movie. huge in the movie. Um, and so I'm going to hate it because clearly it didn't make an impression on me. Besides Whoopi, Whoopi's hair. Sure. So, there you go. Right. 
Uh, I too am gonna hate it. You know, this is um, this just look. It doesn't look. Uh, it it looks like, it looks like it should be funnier than it is. Right. It looks like it should be more serious than it is. Yeah. And uh, so it just feels kind of like. You know, why you watch a movie that just seems tonally challenged. And right. That's what I think of this one. Uh, and uh, and let's be honest, you know, I can't think of a single good film choice made by Whoopi Goldberg since Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, but that was so good. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to hate it. Rob? Am I the only one who thinks, like, this is the only thing that Ashley Judd and Whoopi Goldberg are going to make? Like, this movie over and over in different ways, but sometimes they'll be in New York. And, like, sometimes they'll be on vacation in the Caribbean. Like, I feel like, I feel like, um, this sort of, it's funny how you said it's not as funny as it ought to be, and it's not as serious as it ought to be, because what it's trying to be is charming. It feels like it's trying to be still Magnolias. Right. I I was going to say fried green tomatoes. Yeah. So, like, right, exactly. Like, steel Magnolias, fried green tomatoes. What we need to realize is Whoopi Goldberg and Ashley Judd have been practicing for this their whole lives, and now they're here, and it's all they're going to do, kind of like a Woody Allen film. Right? Like, it's just what they're going to do. And guess what, guys? What they do, I hate. So I give it a hate. And I can honestly say that probably in the future I'll give every other movie they make a hate. Because I feel like they've reached the penultimate of doing the thing I don't like. (laughs) There you go. Sorry Sorry to be so serious. Alright, and the last one is Pan. Uh, This one... um... It's about a 12-year-old orphan named Peter who's spirited away in the magical world of Neverland. Uh, this is kind of like a Hook prequel, sort of. Yeah. But it's not. It's not actually related to Hook in any way, shape, or form. But it's sort of like a pre-Pan, a pre-Peter Pan. It's an origin. Right. Uh, this one stars Levi Miller, uh, Hugh Jackman, Garrett Hedlund. Um, and uh, I guess I go first. Yeah, you do. Um, you know... There are parts of this trailer that look really filled with wonder and awe and fun. And there are other parts of this movie that feel like all of the worst parts of the worst of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. <clears throat> and uh, and I don't make that reference because they're pirates. Like, just... You know how, like, Pirates of the You're Caribbean You're talking about the movies, franticness. Yeah, just they kind of get frantic and over-the-top and weird. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's some of that going on here that feels like maybe somebody needed to, like, rein it in. And you know what's weird is it feels like, I agree with you, and it feels that way when it's Hugh Jackman. It's every time Hugh Jackman yeah. is on the screen. He, like, he's the... Okay, I'm sorry. Go on, let me he's know. playing it a bit over the top, too. So, um, I'll also let you know that this one uh, um, is not pre-performing well at all. Mm. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I just I think that this one's gonna be kind of all over the place as well, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it. I, I just I don't think I'm gonna have the patience for it. What about you, AMC Mike? Um, I I am a sucker for this type of movie, like the fantasy. Yeah. You know anything with fairies, I love. And, and That's so why you like the Rocky Horror yeah, Picture Show? Whoa! Hello! Nice. I'm an awkward picture show. Hi, everybody! Holy cow! You like your transvestites? We're going to let you keep it. Pan has a 36% Rotten Tomato rating. Huh. Okay, so <laughs> I like... AMC Mike's like, what did I do? AMC Mike's no, like, I, uh, I like fairies? Yeah. Can we go back to fairies? Yeah, we are going to go back to fairies. Um, no, I I like this type of movie. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, and I'm a sucker for a good origin story that isn't Star Wars. Um, you know, uh, it's so, like, it, it's tugging at a lot of strings for me. Hugh Jackman is the really the, the main thing that brings it to a halt for me. Um, but the thing that brings it right back is the soundtrack. It's so good. Like, just everything I've heard is amazing. Like, I'm actually probably going to just buy the soundtrack from this movie. That's fair. Um, you know, it's just very magical, um, hopeful. Like, there's just all this good stuff to it. Um, so I'm going to grade it. I don't think it's going to be for everybody. 
and I'm a little nervous about Hugh Jackman, but I'm going to put my faith in Wolverine one last time. Do it. And I'm going to grade it. Kenny Alderman, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, here's the thing, man. Is we got to remember Hugh Jackman is now like a bombastic stage actor. Right. <clears throat> and that's what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like this is where he's at now. And that's all right. You know, he's one of the few guys who could do all that. We forget like he could sing and dance too. Right. Like if they threw him a cane, he could he could break bad who, in an old-timey way. Who was the way. one who did uh when they did uh Cap- when they did Peter Pan live? Was, uh, oh, it's Christopher Walken. Yeah, he yeah. kind of feels a little Christopher Walken. Right, yeah, so that... Peter, uh, you there's an alligator. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to actually not be conflicted about any of this. I'm going to give it just a straight-up great. I like Peter Pan. I like origin stories. I'm okay with bombastic Hugh Jackman. I do think it looks a little frantic, but that's not enough to make me hate it. And, um, and like, the special effects look freaking nutso. I love where we're at with that sort of thing. Now, I, I want to talk about, you know how you said, like, sometimes it's, um, it's, like, full of wonder, and then sometimes it's, like, kind of a little dark and frantic? You know what it reminded me a little bit of? Remember when the Harry Potter movies got, like, midway and that one director took over who tried to make it a little bit more realistic and so like one minute they were just like normal and then the next minute you had like the hippogriff and you're like oh right right i forgot there was magic going on like that's what it looks like to me it's like one minute you have like these like close-ups that look like just really tender-hearted of these actors and like the close-ups and the lighting, and like Carrie was saying, the, the soundtrack oh, so is so good. And then it like pans back and it's like, goo, flying ship! Like, that's kind of how those like those, uh, those Harry Potter movies were for me. And I loved it. Like, I loved that mess because it made me feel like the magic was real. And so I just, I'm giving it a straight-up great. So Rotten Tomatoes be darned. I'm for it. I'm <laughs> so for there it. There you go. Chris Columbus uh, one is the guy note. who did those Harry Potter movies I yeah. just remembered. One final note to folks. Uh, we didn't talk about it tonight because how could you? But um, if you've not done it, Google Randy Quaid because he has been arrested again. Uh, and he is such, such a whack job. He's been on the run from the government. Yeah, well, from the Hollywood Star Whackers. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he was arrested in Canada, and they finally got him. He just looks, and he looks insane. Like he looks like Jerry Garcia. No, he is stuff. way crazy, dude. It's so weird. Anyway, we don't even have time to begin to broach that. But uh, Google it and watch watch his wife's watch the. They posted a video of the he, he and his wife celebrating their twenty sixth anniversary at a at a park on a picnic table. Uh, where they're like watching for cops the whole time, and it's filled with profanity and stuff, and 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 then proclaiming their love for Donald Trump, and it's it's bizarre. <laughs> anyway, it's not safe for work, but if you want a good laugh uh, and can take it, check it out. It's pretty funny, um, and it's kind of one of the reasons that uh, I'm the Hollywood Slinky, and I love movies. I'm AMC Mike, and I love movies. I'm Rob, and I like movies. Holy cow, it's the bottom of the eighth. Order nothing. I'm Harry Carey. I love movies. If you like movies, we're going to let you keep them. Let's Let's all love love movies together. together. (laughs) AMC Mike, you need a... No, I don't. You got to have an impression. No, I don't. Like, I don't care that none of mine are good. I I don't need one. (laughs) Mine are awful, but I still love doing them. And that's fine. Pretty soon I'm going to get to bring back uh, Travis Beecham with the curiosity. <laughs> Are you curious, Fish You know Marty? what, next week, I promise, there's going to be a Travis Beecham says. Yeah, there needs to be. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash lightscamercleveland. Or at lightscamcleave. On the Twitter bugs. Yeah, on the tweetsies. Um, you can go to lightscamercleveland.com or uh, our Podbean, if you dig it, is... I think lightscamercleveland.podbean.com. 
And if you're in the Cleveland area, come uh, hang out at Cleveland Geekster with us this weekend. Yeah, this weekend we'll be at the Geekster by uh, some AMC Mike Paints. Cleveland State Community College just look Gymnasium. For, look for the woman that looks like Fish Mooney. Ten to five, it's just five bucks to get in? Yeah, five bucks for you, three bucks for your kid, right? Uh, well, no, 12 and under is free. Oh, 12 and under is free. What? I know. There's no excuse not to show up. Yeah. You like your geek store? We're going to let you keep it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. AMC Mike, by then you should have a uh, thing. I have many things. All right. Speaking yeah. of things, uh, no, paparazzi God. photos of Justin Bieber's thing have just hit. No, no. It is definitely time to end this podcast. <laughs>